Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. I want to share with you this morning from the Word of God, of course. And um, thank God for His Word because it is a rock. It is the... It is the rule, it is the light, it is the bread, it is the way, friends, it is the only hope. Um, Heaven and earth have passed away, but my word shall not pass away. It's eternal. It's lived through famines, it's lived through pestilence and sword and nakedness and attacks and pandemics, friends, wars, world wars, rumors of wars, volcanoes, tornadoes. The word of God has endured it all, amen. And it's stood the test of time and it's been a comfort in every generation to, to his people and a light and a lamp to their path. Amen. Father, I pray as we go to the word of God this morning, that Christ once again will be lifted up from this pulpit. Lord, I'm mindful of my own frailty today, Lord, particularly today, Lord, you know the circumstances. But Lord, I pray regardless of my frailty that Christ will be honored. And that his people, Lord, will be encouraged wherever they are, wherever they're gathered, Lord. Would be, the heads will be lifted, Father, and they will know your nearness and their blessing upon their life, God, and your protection. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. I've uh, titled this message this morning, Sacred Serendipity. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but let me bring you a reading from Second Kings chapter 6, if you have your Bible. Second Kings chapter 6, reading from verse... I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God, time And again, Elisha warned the king so that he would not be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset about this. So he called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet of Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in privacy in your bedroom. Go find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is at Dothan. So So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early in the morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Arameans' army advanced towards him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Praise God. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. I love this passage of scripture. I've preached it many times. But I believe it's actually very apt for the moment that we're living in. 
David in Psalm 119 verse 18 was the longest psalm in the Bible. He says, Lord, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. I call this sacred serendipity. Um, it actually, I actually got it from Chuck Swindle, his book on wisdom for the way, beautiful book. He talks about sacred serendipity. Serendipity is a discovery of something uh, or a circumstance or a thing that of, of great value uh, uh, um, that you didn't seek. You know, it, it's so it's, you weren't looking for it. So it's not like a, a gold digger digging for gold and he strikes gold and he goes, Eureka. You know, that's what they say. This is like you're just, you know, this is like you're searching for your car keys. You can't find them. And, and you're searching all your coats and, and all of a sudden you put your hand inside of a pocket and you discover 50 euros that you didn't think you had. Okay, that's like a serendipitous moment. You weren't looking for it. You didn't know it existed. But all of a sudden the revelation of it came before you. Sir Alexander Fleming He's the man that discovered penicillin. And of course, this penicillin revolutionized the whole medicinal and, and, and uh, medical world, friends. Amazing, back in the early 1900s. But it was an accident. He wasn't looking for it. He, he was studying something else, and it so happened that a teardrop fell from his eye into the sample that he was looking under a microscope and had a reaction. And he, he was on a different train of thought and a different end. But it, it, that brought about a revelation. It's like a revelation of something. What, what people call serendipity, we call God. Amen. There is no accidental moment. Serendipity is not accidental. Serendipity is actually an opening of your eyes to something that's already there. That's what one great man said. What people call serendipity is just having your eyes opened. Joseph Barrow once said that, whoever he is. And so there is this, this prayer in the heart of the Christian that we must understand, friends, that sometimes there is a blessing that's unsought. Amen. You haven't sought it and God gives it to you. But in this situation, we have the king of Israel. He's at war. The, 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 king, of, uh, the, the, the king of Israel is at war with the Syrian king. And this is a bickering that's going on and back over the borders. And there's a man of God, of course, called Elisha. And he is the prophet of God to the nation of Israel. And he is, he is there as a, as a protector and as a voice from God to the nation. And so you know the story is quite self-explaining. Every time the Syrian king wanted to make war or, or, or maybe um, set up some sort of secret attack on the king, maybe to, maybe to kill the king or whatever it was, God would reveal his plans to Elisha and this frustrated no end um, the Syrian king to the point that he actually sent an entire army after Elisha, the man of God. And of course that came to be that they're in the city of Dothan, and one morning, Elisha's servant wakes up, and he, he looks over the city wall, probably taking a yawn, taking a look out, and he sees this huge army that's surrounding this modest-sized little city town at the time, and he knows who they are. They're wave, he knows what flags and what colors are being draped, and he knows the rumor that's going on that his master has an X in his back, and of course, it spreads panic in him. And, and uh, you know, he goes to his master and he, he's basically, you can hear the panic in him. Alas, in the old English, alas, my master, what are we going to do? a gasp, you know, what, what are we going to do? And it, this is incredible because we know of Christians, we know, of course, that God is in control of everything. But let me tell you that sometimes that becomes a platitude. 
Let me explain to you what a platitude is. A platitude is a truth that has lost its real impact in your life. Oh, God is in control. It's nearly like, or, or praise the Lord. It's like it's full stop at the end of a sentence. You know, oh, God knows. It's just like a platitude. It's absolutely true. But it's lost its impact to the Christian. It's really lost its sense of revelation of what that means. And, and I, I, I it's, you know, I have to be honest with you, I'm guilty of that myself. I'm sure, I, I know we're all guilty of it because I've hung around enough of you to know that we're all guilty of it. That we can just parrot out a phrase that is absolutely true. But we really have no revelation of how deep that truth is. And we need to have serendipitous moments, friends, now more than ever. And so this young servant, he looks out and all he can see is the darkness around him. All he can see is, is the, the awful array against him, friends. And that, unfortunately, tends to be the view of many Christians today. All they can see is the disaster around them. All they can see is, oh, government overreach. Oh, mask mandates. Oh, the beast is coming. The mark is coming. Oh, they're everywhere. They're around us. I want to tell you, friends, you are not meant to be as a Christian focused upon the darkness, friends. There is no hope in focusing in darkness. There's nothing but despair. Nothing there, but it will erode your faith. And that wasn't the way of Elisha, the man of God. He never saw life that way. And when I talk about having a serendipitous moment, friends, I'm talking about it's having a revelation of a truth, friends, that you've never seen before. Having it extended into your life. Now the Bible does say when it talks about the, the devil, we're not meant to be ignorant of his devices, but we are certainly not meant to be fixated on him. We're not to be fixated on him. And there has to come a revelation in the hearts of Christians now more than ever. I mean it now more than ever, friends. Now more than ever we need to have our eyes opened. We need a miracle of God. We need to start lifting. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence my strength will come. My strength will come from God, the maker of heaven and earth. They say that even in science. I just pointed out Fleming, but that no scientist, that the breakthroughs were always staring them in the face. It's not like, uh, it's like I never saw that before. It's not where did that come from. I never saw that before. And so my prayer this morning is we just briefly look at the scripture. We're not, I probably peeked at my message already. It doesn't matter. I need to hammer it home for you. My prayer is that all of a sudden you begin to look upon the truths of God in a serendipitous moment. Amen. They're not platitudes. They're deep and they're far reaching. They mean something, friends. That all of a sudden your eyes are opened and scaled back and you say, now I really understand it. Now I really see it. It's not just some sort of doctrinal statement. It's not some declaration of truth, friends. Yes, it's all of that. But it's more than that. It's something that comes from revelation. And just like the, just like the breakthroughs in the scientific world, by the most part have come through revelation, friends, so it is in the spiritual that we must have an impartation of the grace of God to open our eyes, amen, and to see the wondrous works of his hands. Whatever your problem is, whatever your need, the answer is staring you right in the face. Hallelujah. David knew one great testimony of God, and that was his unsearchable ways. He knew God was unsearchable, friends. You can't know God unless God chooses to reveal himself to you. God bless you. Isn't it great to have a secretary? 
who looks after me. God bless you, girl. I command this own lady all the time because I know her testimony. Amen. A servant of the Lord and does with a great heart. Amen. Because she's learned something. God's opened her eyes. How much greater it is to give than it is to receive. And I know that from her testimony. David knew the law. David knew the greatness of God. Yet he asked God to open his eyes. You may know your doctrine. You may know your Bible. You may be able to lead others in salvation. But you and I need a revelation of how great a salvation we have. You and I need a revelation and open your eyes of who really is in control. Hallelujah. You do read the history of Israel. It, Nebuchadnezzar was never in control, friends. Even Cyrus the Great wasn't in control. Nor Darius after him, friends. Or every leader afterwards, God was in control. Working and willing his plan. Hallelujah. That is the statement of every Christian. To become focused upon there is more on our side than there is on theirs. To understand that arrayed against us in the natural is an insurmountable force, friends, that no man could conquer. But we don't look according to the natural eye. We see it according to the word of God. Now we take these truths and they're not platitudes anymore. They're reality. That is the reality. One with God is the majority. Praise God this morning. Open my eyes, he said. The entrance, the entrance of thy word, the scripture says, brings light. The prayer of every Christian is, Lord, help me see the true reality. Help me see the true reality. If, if all you're doing is watching CNN and RTE and Fox or whatever tickles your fancy on your phone and social media, if that's the only streaming that you have coming in, let me tell you, friends, those waters are bad. They're not the streams to listen to. There's no revelation there. They'll keep your eyes focused upon the armies around you. You will never see the chariots of God and its horsemen. Looking with the natural eye and listening with a natural ear, friends. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 says, Call to me. Call to me, and I will answer you. Isn't, do you know what, friends? A lot of people say to me, God doesn't talk to me. That's because I don't think you talk to him. It's the truth. God always answers. Are you listening? God always answers. Even in the silence, he's answering you. He's telling you, wait and learn and humble yourself. Do you want to hear that? The potentate, the powerful one. It's saying, sit and wait and listen. Sila, meditate. I heard you. I heard you the first time. And here we have a man, Elisha. He's living in revelation. And his servant is living in darkness. What a sadness to see today, friends. So many Christians. And their eye is off the ball. Their eye is on the, their eye is on the virus and not on Christ. Their eyes on this failing world. The world is prophetic. It's prophesied in the scriptures. The world is failing. What is wrong with you, Christian? Lift up your eyes to the hills. Open up and hear the word of the Lord this morning. Jesus is working everything out to, the, to, to his counsel, to his plan. It's all in the word of God. Nothing has caught him out, friends. 
You and I are not to be distracted by this one. The kingdom of God is not a low here and a low there, friends. We're not to be running around like headless chickens in the midst of this time, wondering what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what happens. It's already written in the plan of God. Today's problems are enough today. Hallelujah. I need to go to God in the midst of my trial and say, Lord, open my eyes that I would see wondrous things. I think that's a prayer for us today. You know, some of you, even in the simple things, that you're so caught up with the trauma, and who can blame you? I'm caught up in the trauma, but it is the same solution for me as it is for every other man. I need to go to God and say, God, I need a revelation of you. Lord, open my eyes, Lord. Help me see the sky again. Lord, open my eyes and help me see the trees again. Lord, open my eyes and help me see the birds again, Lord. Oh, open my eyes, Lord, and let me see the blessings that I have in my life with my family and my friends and food. Hallelujah, and a roof over my head. Oh, God, let me see, Lord God. Open my eyes and let me be aware of your grace and your power in my life. Oh, God, I pray that a revelation will come that I will not live to a lower order. So many of us, I hear so many, even men of authority, and they're, they're preaching the wrong doctrine, friends. They're, they're, they're looking in the wrong places. They're looking at the army, and they're trying to combat it in the natural. And let me tell you, friends, all we need is revelation. To know the hour that we're living in. To be children of Ishikar, to be able to discern the seasons and the times. To not be caught out in darkness that these days would overcome us. But to be living in revelation. A man or a woman that's living in revelation, regardless of the natural, walks like a prince among men. There is no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Loving God, knowing God, knowing that he surrounds you, that you are until he says you're not. That is not, that becomes a platitude unless you have a revelation. I am until he says I'm not. I'm invincible, friends, until he says otherwise. Nothing can harm me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Shall tribulation, no. hallelujah, shall peril, peril or sword or famine or nakedness. Know the word of God says, and all these things, we are what? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Lord, open my eyes to see the many blessings I have. The lovely wife, our spouse, husband, children. The home, the food, the family, the loved ones. But Lord, open my eyes to how, to such a great salvation. That, oh God, that I will begin to see, Lord, that my plans towards you, says the Lord, are plans of good and not of evil. Hallelujah. To bring you to a righteous end, an expected end. Oh God, help me, Lord God, not just to quote Jeremiah, Lord God, but help me to live in a revelation of Jeremiah. Help me, oh God, to live in the revelation of Elisha. Help me to look up, Lord, and to see, Lord, that you are overarching this world, oh God, that nothing, Lord Jesus, nothing happens without your say-so, Lord. Nothing happens without, Lord God, your approval, oh God, that you are ultimately sovereign and in control of my life. And I lay down my own laborious thinking, and I take up nothing other than what the hand of God gives me. That is what a servant is meant to do, friends. I died. Oh, God, open my eyes to my salvation. God, open my eyes, Lord, to the truths that I've been forgiven. I mean, friends, can you imagine if even now, if you would call out to the Lord, that God would give you a revelation of what a great salvation you have. 
Can you imagine if that a fresh awakening of what God has been doing in your life and continues to do just all of a sudden begin to overflood you? You'd stand against any army. These things that we speak and we pray, God forgive me and God forgive you for praying them out of such sense of religiosity and just platitude speaking. They're not impacting my life anymore, but yet I just spew them out of my mouth, friends. God, give me a revelation of thy salvation. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. When I'm talking, Lord, show me what you mean I have a new identity. What does that mean? I hear so many young people talking about who you are in Christ, and that's absolutely right, but they seem to have no concept of what that means because it's serendipitous, friends. It really comes as a revelation from God. It really is an opening of your eyes. And if you want to read the scripture, you don't just pick up your Bible. You pick up your Bible and before you open, you say, God, open my eyes. God, show me wondrous things in your word that I don't know. God, show me how deep a salvation I have, oh God. Show me how secure I truly am, oh God. Show me how forgiven I am, oh God. Show me how blessed I am, oh God. And as we begin to pray that, friends, no matter what issues going on around us, you will live in the victory. You will be able to say, even in death, there is more on our side than there is in theirs. <coughs> Hallelujah. Call to me. That's what he said to Jeremiah. I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Oh, you may know it as a doctrine, but that's not enough, friends. That's not enough. You need to live in a revelation. Blind men in Matthew 20 came to Jesus and it was a great thing. He asked, what do you want? He said, we want to see. Do you want to see today? What do you want to see? Do you want to see how dark the devil is? Do you want to see what the 666 plan is all about? Do you want to see who all the movers and shakers in the dark realms are? Or do you want to see Jesus? Do you want to find who's involved in the Antichrist system? Oh, do you want to just go down the rabbit hole of, is this the mark, is that the mark, is the other, or do you want to find Jesus? Who do you want to see? Do you want to look at the array of, of demonic forces, or do you want to look to heaven today, friends, and say, they are but a drop in the ocean compared to his power, friends? Hallelujah. What is man that you are mindful of him? Who is man to stand against the Almighty, friends? Not one has air in his lungs today unless God has granted it to him. Do you want to become focused upon all the doom and gloom words? Like so many, and you think you can change it by, the, by, the, by, the, by your fleshly behavior? So many Christians are jettisoning prayer, and they're taking up plot cards. What's wrong with them? Let me tell you what's wrong, friends. They don't believe. They say they believe, but they don't believe, because prayer is the agent of God to bring change, friends. You don't change the heart of a man with a plot card. You change it through prayer. You change it to believe in God and you need to have a revelation of that. It's time for the people to come back to what we should have never left, friends. Which our fight is a different fight. I love the words of B.H. Glenn and many, I, I quoted it many times, but I think it's wonderful. And I think in today's time we need to understand it. He tells a story in one of his teachings I listened to years ago. And he was in some restaurant and some atrocity happened and everyone was watching a television screen and some, a mass shooting or something was going on and 
the guy next to the preacher said, oh, they're destroying our world. And he looked at him and says, no, they're destroying your world. My world is a world to come. Hallelujah, friends. And until we get to that world to come, we try to bring as many with us on the journey. Amen. We try to gather as many, preach the gospel, live for Christ, live differently with a different mentality. And try to hang on to power and hang on to it our ways. Let me tell you, we have come through cycles where there was godly kings in power and ungodly kings in power. And the same God of heaven put them in there. God opened my eyes that there's something bigger going on. God opened my eyes that even in the midst of a lockdown, I do not like it. But it's not about what I like, it's what God allows. I don't feel this is the right thing. It's not about how I feel. Oh, on a 20 friends, we probably led more people to Christ in 2020 than we did in 2019. Because it's not about how you feel, friends. It's the plan of God to lock down the world, to grab their attention and give them hope before he comes back. Open my eyes, oh God, help me see. Help me, do you know, I had to, the last few days, I just had to stop watching news. The Holy Spirit was convicting me. I literally, which is not typical of me at all. I had to stop putting that because it was framing my view of God and of solutions, friends. We don't offer a natural solution. We offer a supernatural one. We see beyond the natural forces. We see that on our side, the, God, the angels of heaven are stacked for us, friends. Call on to me and I'll show you great and wondrous things. John 12 some proselyte Greeks that are in Jerusalem for the feast. And they come to Philip and they said, we would see Jesus. I'm going to ask you this morning, what do you want to see? Do you want to see the solutions to the coronavirus or would you like to see Jesus? Do you want to see who the Antichrist is going to be or would you like to see Jesus? Do you want to see who the dirty rotten scoundrels are in government or would you want to see Jesus? They've always been dirty rotten scoundrels, friends. Nothing changes. Nothing changes from one administration to the next. What we need to see is who's on our side. And give us a confidence to walk like princes and princesses among men. To walk through this world, friends, knowing that if I die, I die. Esther moments every day. And if I live, it'll be Christ in me. Ha, the hope of glory. Oh God, give me a revelation of this great salvation. Give me a revelation of your truths, oh God, so they're not academic. Oh God, give me a revelation of prayer, Lord, so it doesn't become some sort of religious manufactured experience. I hope you're asking God in your heart to open your eyes. Stop trying to work it out. It comes by revelation. It comes by revelation. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations. Past. But now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ in you. The hope of glory. God, give me a revelation of what that means. We need to have a revelation. For it's no use just having the, the words written there. We need a revelation of this. I just don't want to quote Paul back to people. 
I want to know what that means. I want to experience Christ in me. I want to, I want to journey in that. I want it to raise me above the Natonic natural realm of this world, friends. So I'm unassailable by earthly principles and things, and I am touched nothing other than the presence of, by the presence of God. Open my eyes. Let me give you a prayer. I don't know who did this prayer, but I think it's a beautiful prayer. God of serendipity and grace, open our eyes to the miracles all around us. Gently remind me to put down my phone and lift my gaze and to notice the work that you are doing in this world. You speak to me in a million different ways throughout the day, encouraging me and reminding me of your presence. Help me to be the voice of encouragement to others who I encounter on my journey. Thank you for loving me and being with me. God, give us a revelation. God, stop, Lord, us from just quoting scriptures that we haven't any concept in reality when we should. Father, I pray this morning for everyone that's gotten sidetracked and who can blame them for getting sidetracked. It's the natural man. It's the natural way. But Lord, just as Elisha prayed for this young man, just as he prayed and he said, Lord, open his eyes. So Father, we pray that you would open our eyes and show us wondrous things, God. We don't even know what they are, God. I, when I ask you for these wondrous things, Father, I have no concept of what they'll be, so they're going to be amazing, God, because I, it's who you are. I pray, God, Father, for every Christian that has gotten sidetracked, Lord, about coronavirus, conspiracy, governments, and who cares if they're true or false? It doesn't make any difference. We want a revelation of who's on our side, who's with us, who's journeying with us, who goes before us and behind us and who lays his hand upon us. Lord, we, I ask God that you give revelation, Lord God. Though a thousand may fall in your right hand and then ten thousand to your left, Father God, that we would have front and center a revelation of our God, of such a great salvation. That we would, Lord, indeed have these sacred serendipitous moments, Lord. Where, Lord, just reading your word, Lord, a truth would come out and impact our heart that we didn't even see before. Just like the scientists, Lord, looking down, Lord, at their samples and checking them out, Lord, as we would go to your word, that you would make it living and alive to us. Give us revelation. Grant us revelation. Open our eyes, Father. In every way, Lord God. Help us to go out today, Lord Jesus. And to see the sky that you made, Lord, and the trees and the flowers and the grass, Lord. Help us to see the beauty of your creation. Help us to see the beauty of other people. Help us to see the graces that we do have. But most of all, Lord, help us to see Christ. God, give us such a revelation of your person, your power, your beauty, your love. And intimacy, Lord God, that has escaped many of us for such a long time. Help us, Lord, to turn off the phones, turn off the world, O oh God, and listen to your voice. 
I pray for this now, Lord God. That, Lord God, as we do that, Lord God, revelation, our eyes will become open in a way that they have never been before. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We want to worship you now, Father. We want to bless you, Lord. We want to just say to you that you are more than anything else, Lord. Just like those Greeks came to Philip, we would say the same, Father. Holy Spirit, we would see Jesus. We want to see him. We want to see him honored in our lives and high and lifted up in our world. But we want to experience, Lord, in its totality, in its fullness, Lord. The words that he's spoken over us as being clean and pure and holy. As being sons and daughters, saved to the uttermost, born again. Hallelujah, Father. Bring such revelation and confidence into your people. We love you this morning, Lord. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Even to receive your love has to be by revelation. Because it's so far above us, Lord. Who would ever love us like you? Who would ever put up with us the way you do? We can't even put up with ourselves. We find it hard to love what we know. But Lord, you love us. And we just thank you for that, Lord God. Shed that love abroad in our hearts. Keep our eyes on Christ. Open our eyes to the true reality, Lord. Help us to take us off the pandemic, Lord. And conspiracies, Lord. And even if the conspiracies are true, it doesn't matter. We want to see Jesus. We want to speak Jesus. We know nothing other than Christ Jesus and Him crucified. Lord, give us a revelation of how powerful that is, Lord, so that we would forsake all the other follies, O oh God, and wasted breath, Lord, and wasted conversations, and wasted, Lord, arguments and genealogies, O oh God, and that we would just preach the name of Jesus. I ask for that, Lord, for, for myself. I ask it for every believer that's watching today, Lord. I ask it for everyone in core church, God, that we would live by revelation. Jesus, Jesus, please, Lord, open our eyes, God. Help us to really see what's going on, oh God, and to see whose hand is controlling everything. Nothing escapes you, Lord. Nothing, nothing escapes you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.